How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Where you at? I am Dan Day. You know it's Friday. You can hear it in my voice. That's not just the caffeine talking. That is the weekend creeping in. And it is welcome. It doesn't have to creep. It can just full out walk itself, run itself, and get itself in my life. Feel Good Friday means I got the reggae music on the way for you. Plus, going to be feeling good with the Joe Rose Show. They're going to be talking to Ian Eagle. Greeny, he's touching on Cam Newton's new deal. Speaking of Newtons, well, maybe not Newtons, more cookies. Hawk and Crowder, the great... Girl Scout cookie debate, and then they talk about sweet potato fries. I'll give you my take on all that, plus a whole lot more. Got a win, 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 win montage to celebrate the Heat and the Panthers, both winning last night, and then maybe some other cool stuff I can throw in and have some fun with you. But right now, let's have some fun with the headlines. A 27-point night from Jimmy Butler helped lead the Heat to a 111-103 win over Orlando. The victory puts Miami one game over 500 who are back in action tonight at 9 against Chicago. Frank Vetrano's overtime goal capped off a four-goal rally from the Panthers as they downed the Blue Jackets last night 5-4. Florida plays Chicago tomorrow at 7 here on 560 The Joe. Sources say Tom Brady will sign a four-year extension with the Bucks, while his replacement in New England, Cam Newton, will sign a one-year deal with the Patriots. NFL free agency begins Wednesday. Next week, the Dolphins plan to sign St. Thomas Aquinas alum... Michael Pilardi as their punter. Virginia is out of the ACC men's basketball tournament after a member of the program tested positive for COVID. That means Georgia Tech, who defeated Miami yesterday, advances to the finals on Saturday. Spring training baseball continues for the Marlins. They played the Mets today, and the Fish won 4-2. Inter-Miami has signed a former Seattle Sounders, Jovan Jones, but the big news surrounding the team is that a Spanish radio station persists that Lionel Messi will join the team in two years. The Canes baseball team begin a three-game series against Wake Forest tonight at Mark Light Field. Now, it's been a long week. You know it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a Washington man has been arrested for allegedly stealing a 400-pound playground slide and mounting it to his kid's bunk beds. That right there is my nominee for Redneck of the Week. Two guys in Virginia are submitting their chili and pineapple-infused IPA to Guinness in order to break the world record for spiciest beer. Eh, I'll just stick to Funky Buddha and Bush this weekend. A Tennessee woman has broken the record for most Winnie the Pooh dolls, collecting over 16 
thousand Pooh Bears. Imagine your surprise during a drunken hookup with her. Eh, wouldn't stop me. Council members in Hurstbourne, Toronto, UK are pleading that their villagers stop putting X-rated books in the area's communal libraries. <laughs> Brings a new meaning to take a book, leave a book. London-based influencer Charlie DN has spent over a million pounds to copy Kim Kardashian, and she claims that she wants everything that Kardashian has. Mmm, my hot mess of the day. A British man who recently got drunk and got the word Bants tattooed on his face says he has no regrets. In fact, he likes the tattoo because it's a good conversation starter. Yo, dude, there are easier ways to hit on a girl. Ooh. When you wake up in the morning, maybe you're not thinking about hitting on a girl. Probably the last thing on your mind, or at least not the first thing on your mind. The first thing on your mind should be getting your cup of Joe, getting the Joe Rose Show on and getting your day started. They're on from 6 to 10 right here on 560 The Joe. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, and their band of merry men always entertain you and get you the best sports information. Earlier today, they were rubbing elbows with big-timer Ian Eagle. Oh, yes. What are they talking about? Well, the Nets, Kyrie possibly being MVP, more NBA moves, and, of course, a little bit of the quarterback shuffle. Calls the NBA, the NFL, college basketball, tennis, anywhere there's a match being played somewhere, Ian Eagle will be calling yeah. it for some network. the Brooklyn CBS. Nets. The right. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, Nets, too. The best oh, show. Yeah. Wow. Forgot about that. Ian's going to join us right now. Ian, good morning. Thanks for the time, buddy. Hey, good morning, guys. It's amazing that I even take calls anymore now that the Nets are good, that <laughs> I have time for, for things like this. I'm just so much, so much more busy because of the Nets' play, and I'm, I'm so glad I was able to squeeze you guys in today. Ian, thank you. And I, I just want to say for those of us who have had bad, bad teams for a long time and you finally get a real special one, I'm really happy for you. It's so nice. It's so nice not to have one of those teams that's talking about lottery pick and and have what you guys have. And, uh, again, even though we haven't seen the big three together very much, Kyrie Irving, uh, I was wondering when he went AWOL for a while what was going on. But, man, that guy, since he's been back, he has grown up. I don't know what he did, but he's a different guy. Yeah, we always look at turning points in a season. And if you follow a team closely – uh, you kind of get a sense of when things shifted. There was a clear date where everything changed for this team, and it was February 9th. They lost to Detroit. They couldn't stop the Pistons that day. Detroit had the worst record in the NBA. The Nets were trying to sort things out, and Steve Nash had some choice words for the team after the game, you know, basically saying, hey, it doesn't look like you're – enjoying one another's company. It doesn't look like you're playing for one another. It doesn't look like you care to some degree. And since that point, they've won 11 of 12 games. Kyrie Irving has looked like the player they thought they were getting. James Harden has been terrific from the day he stepped into the Nets facility, his attitude, embracing the role. Kevin Durant has not been a part of it because of a hamstring injury. He's played in just one of those games. So they're doing this without one of the best players in the NBA, and they continue to build chemistry. Fortunately for the Nets, they believe that Durant is a plug-and-play type of athlete, that it doesn't matter where you put him. You could play him at any position, and he doesn't require the ball in his hands to still be effective. He's a decoy. He's moving without the ball. He's doing little things, and obviously he's one of the more gifted scorers in the NBA. So everything is is certainly pointing in the right direction, and they're trending towards a team that could absolutely vie for a championship. 
Yeah, Ian, I, I didn't know how this was going to look or work out when you when you brought Harden to the Brooklyn uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets because of the fact that he likes to have the ball in his hand at all times. He likes to be the guy. Kyrie, the same thing. Durant's just the best shooter and one of the best players in the league. But I didn't know how that Irving-Harden dynamic has turned out. And it's weird that Durant's out for this time and they're actually getting to play together and actually looking a lot better than I thought. Were there concerns when the trade was made that both those guys love having the ball in their hand all game long, basically? Yeah, there were definitely concerns, and I think uh, a lot of this has to fall on uh, Steve Nash, who has figured out how to navigate through the personalities. Uh, He's allowed them to sort some things out and problem-solve on their own, and then in certain instances he stepped in, and his bedside manner is perfect for this group. He has the resume and he has the gravitas, so when he does speak, they listen, but he picks and chooses his spots. It's not just droning on and on about his philosophy and the way he would do it. It's allowing them to kind of sort through it themselves. And look, there was this this moment where Kyrie came out in one of these Zoom calls and said, uh, I just turned to, to James one day and said, hey, look, you're the point guard, I'm the two guard. And people took that and ran with it. Well, like, wait a second. Don't you have a, a sit down with a coach? And don't you really sort through this watching film? Sometimes it's as simple as that, communicating. Mm. And I think it was half joking, but it was half serious. And by the way, that's exactly how it's played out. James Harden is the point guard. Kyrie Irving is the two guard. If you watch this team every day, it was obvious before he even said it, but it confirmed what everybody had seen with their own eyes. That's how the roles naturally shifted with this team. I know you're not a doctor and you don't play one on the radio or TV, but is KD, how bad's this hamstring? This thing, it's going to be a little while. It's been a while. It's going to take a while for him now get back in shape. Where is it right now? Yeah, I think you just nailed it. They're doing some imaging on Monday to see where it's at compared to where it was. Uh, the concern was it was not healing the way that they thought it would, and they took a step back and said, look, uh, don't don't push this. He is on the court. He is shooting. He is doing some three-on-three stuff. He's played no five-on-five, so they have not let him loose. And just, again, my sense, they're not going to push anything because they don't have to. It's the regular season, and while we understand how it works in the NBA, if you're an elite team, you play the regular season to make sure you're healthy and ready for the postseason because that's when you're going to be judged. You're not going to be judged on a March game or an April game. You're going to be judged on what you do in a playoff series. My my take right now is they're not going to rush anything. You still might be looking at another couple of weeks to ramp him up and get him to a point where they feel comfortable that they can let him loose and that they don't have to do this all over again in three weeks from now. Where do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about Blake Griffin joining him? How's he fit in with this group? Go- going to fit in with this group? Yeah, I, I think Blake understands what they need from him. They don't need the all-star Blake Griffin. I don't know if he's even capable right now physically of producing at that level. The knee is still an issue. It's taken away a lot of his explosiveness, but he's a really savvy guy. He became a good all-around player. He was a dunker, a a vertical superstar when he came into the league, and he was a revelation because uh, you just didn't know if what he did in college would translate uh, because he was going against other NBA talent. Well, it did. Uh, he, He just proved to be a a superior physical specimen. 
And now he's had to use his smarts, and he is a really good passer. And for what they need, someone to roll to the rim, someone to set screens, make passes out of those screens, also benefit from double teams on other guys. That's just not something he's grown accustomed to in his career. He was always the guy that was getting doubled, or they were at least hedging with help. And now he's going to see a lot of one-on-one. He's going to see a lot of opportunities off missed jump shots in the paint. They're probably going to use him mostly as a small ball center. Though They'll see. It'll be in that 4-5 role. I think they'll tinker a bit and try to get a sense of where he really fits in. But a former Miami star, not Miami Heat, but Miami Hurricane, Bruce Brown, who has been such a welcome addition to this team and has fit in perfectly, crazy to say this, Blake is going to see a lot of what Bruce Brown has been doing, and there's such a height disparity between the two, but that's the role they're going to ask him to do on those short rolls where he's standing right at the free throw line as Harden and Kyrie are making their moves on the outside. And then a quick little short roll on a cut to the rim, I think he could make those shots in his sleep. Damn, Ian, I wish we had more time because we didn't even get to this quarterback (laughs) crap that's going on in the NFL around the league, and it has been crazy. You've been following all this stuff. It has been nuts with this potential Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Can you imagine what it's like here in South Florida right now? <laughs> I've, I've never, ever experienced anything like this in, in the NFL in all the years that I've worked in it, where you could have this shell game going on with quarterbacks that could absolutely reverberate across multiple franchises. Yes, we've seen years where – QBs have gone from one team to another, but not at the superstar level that we're talking about this year. So I can only imagine, I'm sure it's providing a lot of fodder on a daily basis. The Dolphins seem to factor in depending upon who the QB is, but there seems to be some legitimate fire where the smoke is popping up. Always great having you, Ian. Yeah, man. Really appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you, Ian. All the best, guys. Great hearing your voice. Enjoy March Madness. We'll be there in Indy next week. So looking forward to it. Can't wait. Thank you, man. Love it. See you, guys. Ian Eagle, just a renaissance man right there. He's everywhere. He's going to be at the big NCAA tournament. He's probably going to be a couple of different football, baseball, basketball games throughout the year. He knows it all. And his son, well, his son following in his footsteps. If you watch that legendary Saints playoff game, on Nickelodeon, that was some fun right there. He was good at what he did, but it was even more fun Nickelodeon. I think they need to put a game of the week on Nickelodeon next football season. That really, really, really was a treat. And I didn't grow up with cable, so I'm not one of these people, oh, yeah, but Nickelodeon, no, 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 no. I mean, I watched it. I went over to friends' houses and did all that, but ah, that was some really, really good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, Mike Greenberg, he is on Every single Monday through Friday, right here on 560 The Joe, from 10 to noon. He's talking good stuff about Cam Newton next. Or is he? Keep it tuned to find out. This is 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day on social media at Dan Day Radio. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. And you know it's a feel-good Friday because you're feeling good hearing some reggae music from Luton Fire and Kihano. This is Midia. 
that is a fresh banger right there to get your weekend started off right. Hopefully you had a very good week all week. We've been covering the big stories here on 560 The Joe, locally and nationally. And nobody does it better nationally than our very own Mike Greenberg. He right now is talking about, oh yes, the Cam Newton situation. Don't say bye to him yet. Cam Newton signing back with the New England Patriots? I'll admit I'm surprised. My Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless is, I did not think this was a direction New England was going to be the least bit interested in going. I root for Cam. I've always liked him. I liked him in college. I liked him coming out. And I think he has had a sensational career. But as I've said on this program many times, I think the only reasonable answer to the question, is Cam done, is to say, it sure looks like it. That's what it looks like as you watch him play. And so the, the idea that they're bringing him back And Mike Reese, our Patriots reporter, is telling me on TV this morning that he thinks right now the likelihood is fair that Cam will be their starter week one. Listen, I want to be as fair to him as we can possibly be. They had a truncated offseason. He got there right before it started. There were no preseason games. Half the thing was on Zoom. He had no time to learn the offense. He showed up. He played okay at the very beginning. Then he got the coronavirus. So he was behind the eight ball before it started, and then he fell further behind it. Whatever step he had taken forward, he took four more steps back by getting COVID, and then the rest of the season was just kind of a slog and a mess. So in fairness to him, he probably didn't have a chance. That said, I perceive the Patriots and Bill Belichick, with all their salary cap space and a higher draft pick than they're accustomed to having at 15 and everything else, I perceive this as a year that they want to go for it. I don't think they think Buffalo is unbeatable. I don't think they're afraid of Miami. And the Jets are at the beginning of a rebuilding process. I think the Patriots have every intention of winning that division and making a run. And do you think they can do that with Cam Newton? I don't. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see him recapture the magic. I've always found Cam very likable, and he's still young. He's only 31 years old. He certainly has plenty of time to have a real second act here, uh, but he's been banged up. It's, it's a bit of a cautionary tale about allowing your quarterback to run as much as he runs. He just gets hit a lot more than quarterbacks typically get hit. So we will see, but I would be surprised if this is the last move they make. What makes sense to me is that perhaps this is the move you make, when free agency starts next week and if you're going to try and sign any receivers they're going to say who's your quarterback your answer can't be well we'll see at least now you can say well we've got cam and a lot of players like cam he's a popular figure around the league so i I get it from that standpoint but i'll be surprised if he's the start of their week one i'd love to be pleasantly surprised We'll see if that's what winds up happening. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, the NBA has suspended the season. Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. A night the NBA and sports in this country has never seen. Oh, what a long, strange year it has been. I wanted to take just a moment aside to talk about this and then move on from it. I have done my best from the moment the pandemic began as I've been on the air with you pretty much every single day since. I've done my best to stay with sports here. Let's just talk about sports. Let's talk about things that bring us joy and things that bring us community and things that bring us together and not not dwell in what we are living through. But I think it is appropriate on this day to take a moment to look back on what a long, strange year it has been. And I so vividly remember coming into the studio a year ago today and wondering what on earth was happening and having no idea what would happen next. I remember that day well. It was a Thursday. 
I did the show. I did my TV show. I wasn't back on radio yet. Did the TV show. Went home. Took my son Stephen to do an errand. We went to a, a, a place that you rent ski equipment. He had been invited with a bunch of friends to go on a little ski trip. It was a trip that would never happen. In fact, as a corollary to that, we rented the equipment. We went home. The pandemic hit. The store we rented it from closed. It went out of business during the pandemic. I have spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do with the equipment because I can't get in touch with anybody. One of those weird things that could only happen during this time. I got a call that afternoon, that Thursday, to say we want to do a special in the afternoon. All this stuff is getting canceled. All these college basketball games, everything else that was supposed to happen, it's all getting canceled. Greeny, we need to do a special in the afternoon. Great. We did two shows that Friday. Then spent, went home on the weekend, spent a ton of time on the phone. What are we going to do? Came in Monday, Tuesday to our studio here in New York. Laura Rutledge was working with me at the time. She and her family went back to Alabama when it was clear they were closing down the city of New York. That was going to be all over. Wednesday, I did the show in this studio all by myself. As I was leaving, they told me, Greeny, we're closing our studios. You can't come back here tomorrow. I called Stace. She said, stop at the apartment in the city and get the plants, get the flowers. I stopped at the apartment in the city, picked up our plants, put them in the car, went back to our house in Connecticut. It would be four months before I would be back in New York City again. If you told me that that day, I, I don't know how I would have handled it. I wouldn't be back in this studio again until the day after Labor Day. I was in Bristol doing the show for six months. And I will tell you that the day I walked back in here, I actually got choked up. I walked back in. I saw people. Brandon is sitting right here right now. Stage manager. Been with me from the, the day that we launched Get Up. I got choked up just seeing everybody. Just being back here. Just being back in what felt like the place that you belong. And so that's the story of that day and my little tiny journey through it. You have yours. I have mine. The question, I guess, is where are we now a year later? What I'd like to think is we are wherever we choose to be. I'm feeling as optimistic as I have in a very long time. Like you, I've had a lot of moments over the course of this past year where I have felt down, sad, scared, angry, confused, frustrated, and there have obviously been so many things beyond the pandemic. You would think a global pandemic shutting down our entire society would be the most impactful thing that has happened over the course of any period of time. But of course, it was also a year in which we saw unprecedented movement in the areas of social justice and injustice and the most contentious, for lack of a better word, presidential election of my lifetime and maybe of any lifetime. So we've lived through all of that. And it was a long, cold winter for those of us who live in cold cities. But the sun's been out the last few days. It's been kind of nice. Feels like things are starting to turn. Vaccine is out there. A lot of people getting it. A lot of places are starting open where I live. Hopefully they are where you live. Hopefully life is coming back a little bit. So that's my answer to the question, where are we now? Wherever we choose to be. I'm going to do my best to choose to be in the best place I can find. And I invite you to join me there. And we'll be here talking about it every single day. And with that thought in mind, I'm getting back to sports. And that's what I'm here to do. That's what I assume you want me to do. And that's what we're going to do together today, tomorrow, and for the unforeseeable future. I was going to say the foreseeable future, but I'd like to think it's going to go even beyond that. Greeny, very much waxing poetic right there. Very well put. Greeny is really good with those words. I love everything that he seems to do. That was very nice right there. Of course, talking about Cam Newton and transitioning into a year. Remember a year from now? God, I remember saying, oh, by Labor Day, 
Stadiums will be full. We'll be traveling all over the place. Life will be normal. We'll say, oh, remember those few weeks or a month where we were just shut down and coronavirus was a thing? Yeah, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. But we're in this together, so we might as well make the most of it together. Speaking of making the most of it, I got some reggae music on the way for you because it's a feel-good Friday. And Hawk and Crowder talking about Girl Scout cookies next on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday, so got some legendary gladiators on for you. Chatty, chatty, mouth, let that skinkin' beat take you into the weekend. I'm going to have to get some reggae into my life all weekend long after hearing that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Also, my downstairs neighbor Joe likes to listen to Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett, the crooners. So maybe reggae and crooners for me and a couple of beers, like I said. Hit up some Funky Buddha, get the night started with the good stuff, then hit the water beer like Bush later on in the evening. Just because, you know, kind of lose taste after you've drank the good stuff for a while. It starts... Get that reggae going. My computer at home... This morning, it kept turning on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. I talked to IT. I said, what can I do? They said, you might have a long weekend of not watching any sports or messing around on your computer. So I may really, really be leaning on the music and beer hard, sitting on the porch and just taking it all in. Might have to call somebody up, know some IT stuff. If worse comes to worse, bring in my computer to the radio station. Let IT kind of look into it. On Monday, on Monday, got a Pelicans game tonight, got a Heat game tonight, got all types of sporting events all weekend long, I got movies to watch on Netflix, oh, 2021 problems, forget COVID, no, I'm not forgetting COVID, it's a big deal, I know, but got a major problem also on top of COVID, trying to avoid it, and then trying to get my computer going. Oh, okay. Well, enough of my crime. <laughs> Tear in my beer. Let's get up. Let's get funny. Let's have some good times. Hawk and Crowder, I've been helping those guys out the past couple of days, and it has been an absolute blast. It's always a blast with them from two to six weekdays. Here they're having a great Girl Scout cookie debate, and then they're kind of poo pooing on my sweet potato fries. You know when Dan Day is running the music for us, because there's a it takes a direct turn, but you know you're going to hear some reggae. Oh, get him, Dan. I love it, baby. Give me all the more you got. <laughs> we got a uh, another code word coming up at the top of the next hour, around 3 o'clock. Don't forget, you listen at the top of every hour. We give you a chance to win $1,000. You win that $1,000, you can spend it all on Girl Scout cookies. What does $1,000 get you? About three boxes? You got about three boxes. <laughs> so you're going 330 a box, huh? <laughs> Damn, Hawk. <laughs> I have, see, now here's, there's, there's a few rules that I live by. Girl Scout cookies being a fraud that has been perpetrated on America for the longest is one of them. And I, it, what I do, I oftentimes, and I get criticized for this, but all I'm doing is telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I can't, I can't, I can't make this clear enough. Support the Girl Scouts. 
buy the cookies. I always do. I'm just being honest with you when I tell you if you were making a list of cookies to go out and buy, Girl Scout cookies would not crack your top 10. They just wouldn't. That doesn't mean that it's not a worthy cause. It doesn't even mean that you're not going to eat them. But they're not very good cookies. That's the reality of it. They were, I'm sure, when it started, but they aren't now. I I can get into it because I've done research on this. But when you just say Girl Scout cookies, it's like saying the NBA is not good. Well, there's bad teams, but the entire NBA is – there's some quality teams as well. I just don't think – for you to put the umbrella over Girl Scout cookies are nasty – Thin mints are disgusting, but Samoas okay, are okay. good. Okay, so okay, there's some common ground. We found some common ground. I'm just saying, but Samoas are delicious. Like, okay, I, that, I, that's uncommon ground. I know. We I, we can get into it. I don't know if we want to get into it now. Well, we might want to wait till I, next hour. But I think I'm going to swing you today. I okay, think I'm going to swing you today, Hawk. <laughs> yes, okay, I am. You're not. How can you're you say no? I haven't because even I laid know. out my argument. I know. I haven't laid I, out my argument. <laughs> I'm intractable on this. I know. Here are some of my rules. Just to lay out the... The table for you so you understand what's coming today on National Girl Scout Day. This is ironically how we celebrate it. I believe Girl Scout cookies are overrated and uh, and not very good. Miniature golf is a terrible activity. No one's ever had fun playing miniature golf. Guardians of the Galaxy is a meh movie at best. And the soundtrack is not very good. Blasphemy. Epcot is just a strip mall. There is nothing different between Epcot and University Drive in Davie. 100% agree on that one. You got me. Food always tastes better in a red basket. Don't even understand the concept. <laughs> Come on. When you go get a burger and fries <laughs> and it's in that red basket with the little doily, it tastes better than if it was on a plate. You know it does. So burger on a plate, burger with a doily, different yep. taste. Yes. I, I, Hawk, Hawk, when I say your name with a long, with a long accent in the middle, sweet potato fries are garbage. Anyone that pretends like they like sweet potato fries. Here's, this is the reality. Everyone wants to order sweet potato fries because they wrongly believe this is goes back to the old, you know, eating a protein bar in the middle of the day. Like you're doing something healthy for yourself. If you're not working out eating a protein bar, you might as well eat a Snickers. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no difference. Got just as many calories, but the sweet potato fries, people want to feel like they're being healthier. No one prefers sweet potato fries over regular French fries. If you want to feel like you're healthier or classier, knock yourself out and order them. But if you were under truth serum, the first bite of that sweet potato fry, subconsciously, you're always going, I wish I would have gotten French fries. Always. To that point, Hawk, and you swung me on this one. That's why I'm saying this argument today about Girl Scout cookies. I am. It's it's just full information I'm giving you. Because okay. with the sweet potato fries, you taught me that if I smother it in the marshmallow sauce, I'm doing that to take away from the right. sweet potato fry. Right. <laughs> hey, listeners, you, you got to listen to it. If you, right. if, if you douse it in marshmallow sauce, you're just eating marshmallow sauce. <laughs> right. That's, the, like, that's always the big argument from you know the so-called sweet potato fry lovers. They go, oh, but what about the marshmallow sauce? Okay. Put marshmallow sauce on your toast. I mean, you're not having toast anymore. You're having marshmallow sauce. You're having a dessert. Like, if you've got to smother it in marshmallow sauce, then you don't really like the sweet potato fries. You got me on sweet potato fries. I'm not giving on these Girl Scout cookies, bro.
And then, of course, popcorn tastes better out of a bag than a bucket. And popcorn tastes best best out of a brown paper lunch bag. And it, it's true. just the way it is. Transfer any popcorn into a, just a brown paper lunch bag, you have a special treat of popcorn. And makes I no learned that at, at the Bahamas Airport. Freeport Bahamas makes, Airport. Makes no sense at all. Search the, serve the popcorn in the brown paper bag, and it's the best popcorn you'll ever eat. So. <laughs> I have to agree with Hawk on almost everything that he said. Yes, the burger, the fries, you put it in a red basket, better. The popcorn, you put it in a bag, it is better. Miniature golf, ugh. Girl Scout cookies. I'll say this about Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, they kind of guilt you ugh, into doing all this and buying the cookies. And you feel good buying them, and you get really excited. And then they come, and you want to eat them. And then you put them in your mouth, and you go... Those are kind of, or if someone comes to work, it's like, hey, anybody want some cookies? You're like, yeah. And then they whip out Girl Scout cookies like, oh, okay. I thought maybe, you know, Publix or maybe something other, you know, some Chips Ahoy, Mrs. Fields. So Girl Scout cookies are vastly overrated. But the Samoas and the Tagalongs, those are two that I get behind. And when Girl Scouts come and I buy like five boxes of Samoas, they're like, why don't you get something different? I don't want to tell them, like, because the rest of the cookies are trash. So I don't want them. I'm just going to get the ones that I can stand. But after all that being said, I cannot stand by and let him continuously slander sweet potato fries. I love sweet potato fries. I don't know what it is. For a while, I didn't really like sweet potatoes that much. My grandmother absolutely loved them. Then she passed away a couple of years ago, and I think spiritually she transferred her love for sweet potatoes over to me because, seriously, the Thanksgiving after she passed away, I couldn't get enough of sweet potato casserole. And then I started realizing I love sweet potatoes, and my sweet potato fries... I don't put any sweetness on them. I don't put the marshmallows. I don't put the syrup. I don't put anything. I eat them sometimes with salt and pepper, sometimes straight up. When I go to the U and go to Titanic right there next to the U, of course, I get some beers. They have the best stout beers around. But I get the sweet potato fries, and I like just eating them the way they are. Sweet potato fries to me are money. Now, regular fries are great, too. But I do like sweet potato fries. I do not kill the taste with all the marshmallows and all the gobbledygook that some people put on them. But man, you throw me some sweet potato pie. You throw me some sweet potato casserole. You throw me some sweet potatoes that are just fried. They're not really any more healthier. I like the taste. I like the texture. I like sweet potato fries. I like sweet potato fries. That's just the way it is. Hawk and Crowder, they tackle the big stuff, but they also do some sports. We had Randy Moeller on earlier today talking about the Panthers. We had Mike Inglis on earlier. He was talking about the heat. He'd have a big game night. Will I watch it? It all depends if my computer's working in my house or not. IT here at the radio station says, probably not. So I might have to call one of my friends who is pretty, pretty, pretty handy in IT and not too bad to look at. Maybe come by and help me out with some of that. Or I'm just going to have to bring my computer, and it's not a laptop, it's a real computer, in to IT on Monday. Not so excited about that. Very excited, though, about the Heat and the Panthers. Last night, they got the old twofer. Both of them winning on the same night to celebrate. I always like to put together a little something to commemorate. You say, well, you commemorate every time the Heat and the Panthers win on the same night? Yeah, life's too short not to, especially in 2021 with everything that's going on. So why don't you sit back, relax? This won't have any reggae in it, I promise. It is a feel-good Friday, though. But sit back, relax, and enjoy the old twofer all i do is win 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 no matter what 
back to Harkless. Harkless straight on for the three. Got it to go. Harkless, Miami's fourth tray of the game. And the Heat up 22-18 now. And they stay there. Now it's Verhage looking out in front to the high slot area. Shot from Forsling and they score. And the Panthers are on the board here in the second period. Gustav Forsling. Down the lane, Butler drives. Got it to go and he has fouled as they gave it to him going right down the lane to Jimmy Butler with a nice job, and he'll go to the free throw line now for Miami. And Redco Gudis will look along for the Panthers. Outlet feet, here's Lomberg heading in. Lomberg looks over right, so they shot a kick save by Mersley. No, it got through, and the Panthers score. Butler drives right on Bacon, goes in the lane, kicks it out, Hero, wide open Hero. He'll drill it up top. Dragic, the lefty from downtown, got it to go his second tray. Miami back on top by one, 45 to 44. Up the left side, working against Bjorkstrand, hands it back, shot, and they score! Owen Tippett off the post and in, and the Panthers now trail by just a goal. Tyler, all over him is Okiki, out to Butler. Back to Kelly for three, got it to go! Big basket by Kelly Olenek. And they stay there! Takes a look around, backhand feed the handle across, one-timer Markov and he scores! A power play goal! And the Panthers have come back to tie the game at four. Final score, Miami 1-11, Orlando 1-0. Ekblad here on the near side, Vetrano, then Huberdeau, Huberdeau walks in right circle shot, rebound, they score! The Panthers have won it in overtime! Frank Vetrano finishes it off, the Panthers come all the way back, and they win it 5-4 tonight in Columbus! Everybody hands go up, and they stay there! Yeah, that makes you feel good on a feel-good Friday. Woo! Puts a smile on my face. The Heat are hot. The Panthers are hot. Who else knows what's not? Don't worry about the negative this weekend. Worry about the good. Also getting fired about the Dolphins. Coach Flores recently talked about Tua. Let's see if he has some positive things to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about, you know, Tua in this upcoming season. I think... uh, you know, we, we, you think about his situation last year, coming off the hip, we kind of threw him in a the fire there. Um, I don't know, week seven or week, uh, week eight. I'm not sure exactly what week it was, but, you know, he started nine games. Uh, I thought he made a lot of improvement rather really throughout the course of the season. Uh, had some ups, had some downs. Um, like all the rookies um, and like any rookie. Uh, but I'm really excited about this, uh, this, this, you know that year one, the year two jump, having a, a, a being more comfortable, even down here in South Florida, he's got a place. I mean, look, that rookie year, you got a lot going on. You know, you got to get a house, you got to get a car, you got to move to a whole new city. I mean, there's so many things that are going on. I thought he handled it well last year, but I'm really excited um, uh, about uh, you know this upcoming year, uh, especially you know again, we got to think that he had no OTAs, he you know had a different uh, training camp. Uh, so look, you guys know me. I mean, I'm all about the development of players, uh, uh, and, you know, helping them develop and helping them, uh, um, uh, get better. And I think, uh, you know, this, this time, um, or, you know, an off season, um, is really going to be helpful to him. Um, and really all the rookies and I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, working with them this off season. Ah, uh, yes. I think Tua. Going to make leaps and bounds this next season as he gets more settled in. He can kind of get comfortable. But in all fairness, of course, got to hear from the coach talking about the other quarterback. 
Fitz magic. Specific to, to Fitz, uh, obviously, you know, we uh, have a lot of respect and admiration for him. Uh, look, he's tough. He's smart. He's competitive. He loves to play. He's got really embodies all the characteristics, you know, we're looking for here. Uh, honestly, we'd love to have him back, but, you know, I think this is a very unique year um, from a cap standpoint. Um, obviously, we just had the cap the number set yesterday. So uh, those conversations are fluid. But, yeah, we're looking for somebody with those characteristics in, in, in the backup quarterback position. So we don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this. We're going to be here with you every step of the way to keep you updated. And then when season kicks off, we'll be here airing the games right here on 560 The Joe. Joe Rose will be loud and proud. They'll have the whole team out there. It will be wonderful. So wonderful to get the Heat and Panthers get a win. Heat hopefully get another win tonight. Dolphins start rolling. Tua becomes an all-pro. And next thing you know, maybe another Super Bowl. But really tonight, I'm just worried about my computer. I hope it works. Please, 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 please work. I want to watch that Pelicans game and Heat game and then just watch Netflix and have a good time. But if not, hey, like I said, I'll be sitting out on the front porch, Funky Buddha, Bush Beer, maybe go see some of the neighbors, have a few drinks, have a good time, and just enjoy life. Hey, it's what you got to do. And hey, you're in South Florida, so life could be worse. I've lived in worse places in this United States. Pretty much everywhere I've ever lived has been worse than South Florida because South Florida is that good. And I'm not just blowing smoke. And I'm not just blowing smoke because it's a Friday. I know what you, some of you are thinking. But no, absolutely. Make the most of it. Work hard. Play hard. Live hard. I don't know if that last part really makes any sense. But you get the point. Do it to the best of your ability. Survive and love. If you like my thinkings and my ponderings, Follow me on social media at Dan Day Radio. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Sometimes I get deep, sometimes I don't, but I'm always having a lot of fun because, like I said, work hard, play hard. Kind of the motto that I live by sometimes. And once I get a day off, I'm going to go to the beach. I don't live far from the beach up in North Beach. And oh man, when I get to the beach, oh, just sitting around and relaxing. If you're going to the beach this weekend and you want to hear this show again, or if you want to hear any of the shows on this radio station, Joe Rose, Greeny, Hawk and Crowder, no worries. We got the podcast for you. All you have to do, go wherever you get your podcasts. They're absolutely free. The radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Once again, if I'm talking too fast, I have been drinking coffee, but I'm really excited about the weekend. I'm leaving here, stopping at Walgreens, picking up some beer. And like I said, praying that my computer works. Once again, they told me when it turns on, hit F8. If it doesn't turn off and it lets, starts prompting me, it's going to fix things. You computer geeks know all that. So if you are a computer geek, holla at me on social media. Well, though, I won't be able to check my computer if it's not working. I don't know. If you see a skinny five foot ten. Dude with big brown hair and big voice like mine walking with distress on his face say, are you Dan Day? You need help with your computer? Come on. Come on. There's a beer or two or three in it for you if you fix my computer. Hey, it's what the world's come to. It's the life we know. It's the life we lead. It's the life that we have to end up loving, especially in 2021. So I am going home to find out what's going on with my computer and then I'll be back. Tomorrow I'm actually helping out with the Heat Weekly broadcast with Tommy Tig. That's on our sister station, 790 The Ticket. Then I'm going to stick around. I'm going to do a radio rewind on 790. If you're a WQAM diehard, no worries. We got you covered. Panthers tomorrow night. Doug Plagans will have the call. And I'll be back Monday at 6 o'clock running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day once again. 
at Dan Day Radio on all the social medias. Once again, if I look distressed and you know stuff about computers, help me out. Worst comes to worst, though, we'll reconvene Monday, 6 o'clock, right here, 560 to Joe, Radio Rewind. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.